I went down the whole rabbit hole of like, I need more better lenses. I need better lighting. I need more crew with me. I need a stabilizer, gimbal, etc. All the jam. And my travel backpack got heavier and heavier and heavier. <laughs> so I was, I was traveling around trying to lock all these things around with me. And I realized like, these things are not working out, right? You know, I'm getting a bunch of likes. It's pretty nice, like hundreds. Okay. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, it's feeling that everything was going great. But I think I had no, you know, financial sense at all. So I was investing all this money, but into liabilities and not assets. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. Today's episode is sponsored by the Valuation Masterclass Online, the complete proven step-by-step online course to guide you from novice to valuation expert. Podcast listeners can claim your amazing 35% discount by going to myworstinvestmentever.com slash deals. My name is Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Investment Research, and I'm here with featured guest Joel Ong. Joel, are you ready to rock? I am. <laughs> All right. Well, let me tell the audience about you. Joel is the creator of the Expert to Authority Coaching Program, for business owners to use their smartphones to make videos work for their businesses in 90 days without having to hire a professional costing thousands of dollars. You can find it at tapeyourtime.com. And I love this idea. Joel, can you just tell us a little bit about what are you doing with that? That's so cool. <laughs> sure. So essentially, I've always been frustrated with the industry ever since I got in. It's really slow. Everybody wants to make a blockbuster movie at the Cannes Festival <laughs> or the Golden Globes movie. But like, I think we are living in an era, especially for myself, because I'm young. We have the smartphones there. And I came across this interesting fun fact. Like, we have more processing power in our mobile devices than what Armstrong had in his spacecraft the first time he went to the moon which is ridiculous if you think about it. <laughs> and what are we using that? All know, this under UT. Yeah, what are we using that technology for? You know, we're using it to send little messages on WhatsApp or whatever. Yeah, so, so like if you think about it, we are underutilizing it so much. And I got frustrated. So I was like, hmm. And I spoke to a bunch of business owners or people and I figured out like they have a problem with cost. Mm. They have a problem with time. And they have the devices there. But what's the difference? Nobody knows how to make videos. <laughs> mm. And the video guys, they want all the fancy gear and equipment. And I'll go into that as one of the, you know, I've invested quite a lot in yeah, it. And yeah, it was yeah. a huge sink. <laughs> it was such a huge oh. sink. Well, I'm um, excited to hear your story. Yeah. And let, me, let me ask you, if, before we go on to the story, you know, give us like one little tidbit from what you teach. There would be one little piece of advice that you would give for somebody that really does want to start. Like I'm thinking about one of my friends. I know he wants to start doing this. What would be your one little piece of advice for him? Take a deep breath, pull out your camera and do and just it. Go. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. Keep it simple. All right. Now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story. All right, awesome. So I was 17 years old, very young, and I wanted to travel. 
because I've made a bunch of friends who were business owners who were traveling a lot all the time, you know, business class, etc. But I didn't have the money to do so. <laughs> so in all reality, I was this young teenager who wanted to make a quick buck and figure out like what are the ways to do it. And at that time, there's a thing called influencers on Instagram <laughs> with all the travel and hospitality and all sort of that whole jazz. And I realized like, hmm, I'm not very good looking. <laughs> My voice doesn't sound that good. <laughs> I was kind of introverted. I was bespectical at the time before I did my LASIK. So, you know, I couldn't be a model <laughs> or influencer of any sorts. So I realized like, hmm, if I couldn't do so, why not? Let me just pick up the camera and stay behind it all the time. So I never have to be in front of it ever. <laughs> mm, okay. So that was the first thing that I did. And believe it or not, I started out with a very cheap imitation of a GoPro camera that was actually shipped from China and I borrowed it from a friend. So I didn't have money at the time, so I just did that. It wasn't HD at all. I pretty much spent all my money on trying to get the air tickets and <laughs> accommodations and everything else. So I tried to start a video business, not knowing any skills about videos, not having any equipment, but just getting myself to those destinations. <laughs> And then I realized, like, I couldn't capture those things, but I tried to make it work. Mm. Uh, I invested a lot of time in it. I think for about, like, 12 months of just being a wannapreneur, like, just wannabe, trying to figure out everything. And I was really going for significance. Like, I wanted to be famous on Instagram. So I was DMing and hitting up all these, you know, models and chicks and photographers on Instagram and saying, like, hey, do you want to collaborate, right? Like, you know, you pay for your fees, but when we go there, I have, you know, a big accommodation there. You know, try to get a few of them to buy in, a few didn't. And that was how the whole thing started, right? But then after that, like, as I met more and more people in the industry, I, they started telling me, like, hey, your videos are HD. Do you have a HD version? <laughs> and, and, and that was when I realized, like, oh, shit, you know, I, I kind of have to invest in equipment. So I did that, right? And then I went down the whole rabbit hole of like, I need more better lenses. I need, you know, better lighting. I need more crew with me. I need a stabilizer, gimbal, etc. All the jam. And my travel backpack got heavier and heavier and heavier. <laughs> so I was, I was traveling around trying to lock all these things around with me. And I realized like, these things are not working out, right? You know, I'm getting a bunch of likes. It's pretty nice, like hundreds, okay? And then I was like, oh yeah, you know, it's pretty nice that everything was going great. But I think I had no you know, financial sense at all. So I was investing all this money, but into liabilities and not assets mm. that, to make them work for me. Instead of just looking at my, my mobile phone, <laughs> which I had with me at the time, and I didn't realize it. So that was, you know, I invested thousands of dollars into all the equipment. And then I realized like, okay, I needed to improve my skills as well. So I paid a lot of you know, online courses. A lot of them are scammy. Mm. <laughs> a lot of them don't work. Right. And a lot of them, like, they would try to upsell you with something else. And they say, well, you know, after you upsell, in order to do the things that I just told you, you have to buy this other gear. <laughs> to from get me. the job. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, as an affiliate link, right? Or yeah. something yeah. like that, right? And it's incredible. So I just spent, you know, three or four years as a trying to make the whole thing work. And it cost me so much time. And of course, along the way, I've met a couple of influencers who, you know, weren't that weren't that honest. Like, you know, there was yep. some issues with integrity. Mm. So you got scammed or cheated in some areas as well. You know, trips abroad got canceled, rescheduled. They shifted last minute. They would right. say like, oh, I have another trip to go, another shoot to do, etc." 
So you saw that thing, I went into the whole mess of influencers for travel and I came out of it realizing like, okay, it's not gonna work. Like this whole thing is not working. And I sought out a bunch of friends. I mean, I, I got pretty depressed at the time because of other reasons as well. Like people who I lost personally in my life. So that all whole thing came together and I was looking at what I was doing and it was a big life of significance. I you know, wanted the fame, the glory, but I didn't want to do the work. The basic fundamentals of how do I communicate? If I was introverted in person, I couldn't speak with people. How could I make a good video for someone else to help them to speak? It doesn't make sense. So it was not congruent. So I, I had to put all of those things down and then spend the next three years out of my six years. So I've been doing about six years now. But for the next three years to really drop everything and start from scratch and just go. So that was kind of how the worst investment ever came about. Interesting. And uh I'm going to ask you the lessons that you learned, but before we do, what's interesting in your case, and this is an important lesson for everybody, is that when you find yourself in a difficulty and then you have to solve it, chances are there's other people that are facing similar situation. And that gives you the opportunity to teach others how to solve that problem. And that's part of the, the origin story of your worst investment ever is the origin story of what you teach others. And that makes me feel more comfortable that you're going to be able to take me from zero to where I, you know, need to be, you know. And so that's pretty awesome. So let me ask you, what lessons did you learn from this experience? Number one, you shouldn't take a course if you're looking for a magic pill mm. <laughs> and you're not willing to put in the work yep. because there's really no magic formula out there. I think everything that works is simple. It takes execution. It takes work. But simple is not easy. So mm. it can be simple and it's counterintuitive. It's really counterintuitive. But the simplest things can be the hardest things to do. The tone and enunciating things properly, that can make your video more effective, you know. Mm. Because I got uh, prospects or clients, you know, from India especially, or you know, places where English is not their native language. And they're asking me, I've invested so much money into videos. Why is it not working? And I just told them, it's your voice, <laughs> you know, mm. fix your voice. It's not about the gear or anything else. And it's really simple to do, right? You know, yeah. you could go for elocution, you could go for accent training, but it's very you simple. You could just slow down. Yeah, you could just slow down. Yeah, you know, so it's simple, but it's not easy. And mm. I realized that like, people are not willing to put in the hard work and to trust the process and go through it. They're not willing to stick through. And so that's why a lot of people get away with all the magic because people will buy into that. And right. it's really attractive. Yep. But that's one of the biggest lessons, especially for a young guy who knew nothing about it. And I guess it's a sense of entitlement because you know when I was growing up, like I had everything given to me. It was mm. easy, it was quick, it was fast. I taught myself as being talented and intelligent, you know, because I was eloquent. Can figure but, this out. Yeah, can figure this out, right? And no, like the same kind of thinking doesn't get you the results. You got to shift your thinking. Because mm. like what Einstein said, if you do the same things over and over again, you get the same result. You create insanity. It's insanity. So, yep, yep, yep. but it's very uncomfortable for someone to shift their identity. So the biggest takeaways from that is first and foremost, the mindset. I think that's the 80-20. Mm -hmm. Second is also, and, and to that point about the mindset, right? And one thing I learned about investments that shaped the way I think, I took a risk and invested in those causes. 
and in those equipment. And don't get me wrong, I got benefit out of those. It's not so much a bad investment per se, if I think about it that way. But I realized that every investment, I either get an over delivery or an under delivery or whatever my expectation is. It, it doesn't matter, right? Mm. There's no such thing as, oh, my expectation will be 100% fulfilled. So it's a question of over and under. And if it's over, great. You know, I got a bonus out of it. But if under, then now what? Like, mm. what am I prepared to give up or sacrifice or lose? So nowadays when I invest or I make a decision, I think about, okay, you know, people call it a worst case scenario, but I never quite understood that. I always thought of it as, okay, I expect it to go this way. And if it doesn't and, you know, it under delivers, what's the bare minimum that I can afford to lose? Mm. And when I think about it that way, then it makes everything very clear. I can give up all the shiny objects. I can say no to a lot of things, a lot of great opportunities because I'm not prepared to take that risk or because perhaps, you know, I don't think it's a priority right now. So the last takeaway I got was actually skills, like skills, skills, and skills, because no one can take away the skill from you except yourself. Because I think that people get mistaken. The skills, you get better at the skills and there's always another level. Right, people who are very good at their craft obviously have a very high level of skill that allows them to you know get a lot of returns from it. But if you don't practice the skills consistently, just like how if you don't go to the gym and keep fit, you get fat or obese or unhealthy over time. So it's really an asset, and there's no loss from a skills perspective. But you have to always keep at it. So mm-hmm. that's something I learned. But if anything, the skills are what I took away from the worst investments, and so. Simple summary, right? First yeah. and foremost, no magic pill. You know, focus on simplicity and execution. Second is the question about investment. Like, what am mm. I prepared to give up? The thinking, the mindsets. And last but not least is, you know, about the skill sets. What can I take away from it? Great. That is permanent to me. So mm. that's mm. the three things I learned. Fantastic. And I think, yeah, a young person needs to get down, get that handle, fundamentals. Mm. Because I think we're not taught that in school. Right. They're definitely not taught that in school. Yeah. Great. Well, let me summarize what I took away. I mean, the first thing is keeping it simple. I think the older that I get, the more experience I get, I realize that anybody can complicate things. Not anybody, not everybody can make things simple. The other thing I know is that things tend to move towards complexity, particularly in business and stuff like that. So it takes a lot of effort to keep things simple. And I also just know that simple works. I've seen it, you know, over and over. The other thing, you know, the talk about the magic formula, the secret, you know, the books that say this is the formula, the secret. You know, when they first started coming out, I don't know what it was, maybe 15 years ago, we started getting these titles of the secret, the formula, the whatever. And I was like, whoa, what is it? And I'd already read, you know, hundreds and hundreds of books. And then I realized that actually there was no secret revealed in those books. In fact, if those guys were successful, they'd already, you know, got those books out to millions of people. And so the secret wasn't there anymore anyways. But the idea is just that, you know, life's pretty simple. Go back to simplicity, focus on, you know, the next steps and you can get there. And I think that, you know, the other thing is just that you've got to go through the work. You know, there's just like I often say about, you know, we have posts like blog posts where people talk about hacks, how to shortcut this or that. And what you realize is that there really are very few cases where there's a legitimate shortcut. If you're going to do a shortcut or a hack for your sleep, you're going to pay for it in another area. If you're going to try to do a shortcut, you know, in your reading, 
you're going to pay for it in another, you know, part of it. And so, and I like to use the example of trust, you know, trust is a great example of something. There is no hack. Trust can only be built over time. And I think generally life is probably more like that than what all the courses and books say. So based on what you've learned from this story and what you continue to learn, I want to go back to when you got it in your head that you were going to do this, you know, idea and all of that. And you were so misguided at the time, you know, Let's imagine a young person that's in that spot right now and they're listening to this podcast. What one action would you recommend that person take to avoid suffering the same fate? You need to decide if you are going to be 100% transparent with yourself and honest and accountable with yourself. I think the whole magic pill and all the trappings of success or anything and not being prepared to do the work is because you can only do that if you lie to yourself. You can only do that if... Because no one else can scam you but yourself, like, you know? And you are the only person truly putting in the work if you're actually, you know, giving it your best. And I think this is the issue about perfectionism because we want to be perfect. So it's a very bizarre thing, especially for high achievers. So I'm talking to you as well if you have always gotten results and got things done, but perhaps not in the most efficient way. And it's a caveat to the hacks thing because a lot of, I think, intelligent people, they think of hacks, they work very hard, but they are looking for hacks in terms of how can I get the most bang for my buck or any, the most bang for the effort I put in. Mm. But sometimes that's misguided as well because you're deluding yourself that, that things can be perfect the way you think it to be. So I think it's bizarre because for me, when I was still trapped in perfection, I wanted to give 99.9%. I didn't want to give 100 because I could tell myself that if I failed, oh, it's because it's not because I wasn't good enough. It was because I didn't put in that 0.1%. Mm. So I just worked harder. <laughs> and, and, that, and that issue came, that issue came from not being transparent with myself. Right. Got it. Because I was telling myself it was 100, but it was 99. And everybody else on the outside, they thought that it was 100. But I knew that it wasn't. So I think this is very important. And it's one key takeaway. Like, are you willing in your head, not just intellectually, but emotionally, do you decide that you're going to get this done regardless of you know any circumstances challenges anything like no excuses make it work for you instead of what will work mm -mm. right and that's Context that's a good lesson for uh you know the current time because all of this crisis you know it's easy to get distracted and we have to stay focused on getting the results to be able to pull out of it so last question what's your number one goal for the next 12 months well, I'm focused on trying to get my private coaching program out to market and to more people. It's called Expert to Authority. It's really based on all the bad investments that I've made before. And I you know, want to take them one-on-one -on -one because it gets them the most results. Mm -hmm. I want to hold them accountable to getting it done. And they use their just their smartphones in 90 days. It's performance guaranteed as well. And I want to take them from just being an expert or a business owner and I want to turn them into a brand authority using videos. So, and also strategy. So that's Exciting. pretty much what I'm focused on. Yeah. Exciting. I love it. And I think also what we can learn is that some of the main benefit of coaching programs is what you'd said, you know, having someone help hold you accountable to staying on track and that's valuable. 
and it's worth paying for because you know it can get you to the result guaranteed. All right, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. To find more stories like these, previous episodes and resources to help you reduce your risk, visit myworstinvestmentever.com. And as we end, Joel, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I know it's painful talking about our losers, but our listeners are learning to win as a result. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Stay safe, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's good advice here on March 24th, 2020, when we're in total lockdown. Well, that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and most importantly, protect our well fellow risk takers. I'll see you on the upside.